0: Confident Gymnast Camp this August 3rd and 4th. This camp is all about breaking through mental blocks. So if you're struggling with a skill and you want me and my team to help you break through in real time, then check out ConfidentGymnast.com for details. Hi guys, on today's podcast, I'm talking to you about injuries. Now injuries are always a bummer but especially during season. So one of our Perform Happy members this last week, her level eight gymnast got injured at a meet and now she's asking for support on how to get through it. So I'm answering her question and I'm gonna talk about the common emotions that come up in injured athletes so that you'll know what's normal, what to anticipate. There are a lot of questions that you and your athlete should be asking so that you have the right information information which will help you move forward. I'm gonna talk about that path forward and more specifically what parents can do. So uh, I know this is a hard one, but there's there's a lot that you can do right in this hard situation. So let's take it away. Welcome to the Perform Happy Podcast, where athletes and their support squad come to learn the secret weapon for sports success. I'm your host, Rebecca Smith. First, I was a scaredy cat gymnast, been a coach. Now I'm a sports psychology expert and a parent. Athletes, whether you're feeling stuck or you're having the best season of your life, I'm here to help you reach peak performance and maximum enjoyment. Hey everybody, it's me, Coach Rebecca Smith. And today I'm going to be answering a question from one of the Perform Happy members whose daughter just got hurt during season. So Kara asked this question yesterday in the group. She said her daughter got hurt during her first level eight meet yesterday. She's a gymnastics mom. She moved to level eight to take the pressure off after dealing with a mental block on her round off by handspring layout. She's feeling pretty bummed today. Any advice for gymnasts or parents is appreciated. This is her first time being injured during competition season. So I'm going to give my my two cents on this. And this actually we talked about in September of 2020 in one of the monthly parent coaching. So every month in Perform Happy is part of the athlete membership. We have a lot of support for parents. And one of the things is a monthly Q&A session. So I'm going to talk a little bit about something we talked about in September where it was a similar question of like just those nagging injuries and how do we help how do we help the athlete cope? And then when you add competition season in, it just feels that much more heartbreaking. So, um so the first thing I'll say is that there are some common emotions that happen for athletes who have been injured. And just a quick list is anger, denial, sadness, depression and feelings of unfairness. So, I mean, she might be like, it's okay. I'll compete at the next meet when really like, no, she's not going to compete at the next meet. Or, you know, I don't know the reality of this particular injury, but just know that any of this, if there are big emotions that are happening, it's normal, it's common. And the best thing that that athlete can do is to emote, allow her to feel, you know, don't try to fix it. Don't try to solve it. Just like, let her be upset. And So mad and and then you might notice that she's not really finding interest in things that typically would interest her depression and anxiety are very common in someone who has experienced an injury. So any big feelings, just allow them to feel heard and allow them the space to feel if your child is a writer or someone who likes to journal it can be a place to really get those feelings out above all, like allow them to feel, help them to feel safe to feel. Okay. Then, you know, while that's happening, something that, that happens with injuries is that the athlete feels like they're losing control. You know, they have this certain trajectory, they have goals, they want to get to this place. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's not happening. So I'm going to talk to you today about how to regain that sense of control so that they can, uh, you know, sail through this time. So the, the first step, for your athlete beyond feeling their feelings is to learn about the injury. The more information they have, the more control they're gonna feel like they have. So they want to know, first of all, what is the diagnosis? What is this thing? Is it a sprain? Is it a break? Is it a tendonitis? Is it, you know, because a lot of the time I work with kids who are, they're struggling with fear and they're, you know, they have pain, but they don't know if it's like okay to feel this pain or if it's not okay And they're just afraid that, well, if I get it checked out, then I'll be out of season. So just get the information because without the information, it creates a lot of fear too, because the athlete's like, I think I'm okay, but I might not be okay. And oh gosh, I don't want to tell anybody. And so we know that we know there's an injury, figure out what's the diagnosis. Okay. Then figure out what are the treatment options. So is it physical therapy? Is it, do you have to be completely off of it? Do you need to be whatever, icing? What are the options? And then what is the purpose of the treatments that I'm receiving? If my foot is in a boot, why is my foot in this boot? What is happening within the boot while the foot is in the boot? (laughs) They need to know what's the purpose because if they're anything like me, I was like, gosh, I was like 16. And I was like, I do not have time for this cast. I gotta drive. I gotta get to practice. Like, I gotta take this thing off. So I did not heal properly because I didn't, you know, completely understand how long it needed to take, what was happening in there, the purpose of the treatment. So make sure that, that they know exactly what's happening and why and how long it will take. Now, obviously we don't ever have a concrete answer to this, but knowing that then they can go, okay, it's three months. So there goes my season. So now I can adjust mentally to this new reality, or is this something that could allow me to get into a, you know, one of the later meets in the season that's all really good information to have. And also, if they're, if it's unclear, allow that to be known. You know, like we hope that you can compete in the next meet, but it's possible that you won't. And we're going to do this, this, and this to get you there. Um, they should also know what to expect during rehab. Is it going to be uncomfortable? Is it going to feel weak? Is it going to be painful? All of that's important to know too. What alternate workouts can they do safely? That's something that you want to be really like in touch with doctors and PTs about? What can I do? Because that's a question, especially athletes I'm helping with confidence. They need to know, well, what can I do? Because I need to be feeling like I'm getting better and I'm being productive and I'm contributing to my goals. So what can I do safely? And then the final question is, what are warning signs that it might be getting worse? This is especially when you're re-entering. If athletes are not sure, if what they're doing is hurting them, but they really want to compete. It's like they are really up against this tug of war between I want to be great. I want to reach my goals. I need to take care of my body, but I don't want to slow down. So they need to know if I feel this, I need to stop. And if I feel this, it's okay to keep going. That's really important information to have because then they can move forward with confidence going, the doctor said it might feel like this and that it's still okay to proceed. So just get all the knowledge you possibly can where you can come from a place of facts instead of like guessing and hoping. And then deep down, it creates anxiety. Okay, the path forward from here. Is like I mentioned control. It's to focus on the controllables. So that is the things that you can control. Okay. You can't control the past. You can't control that the injury happened, but you can control a lot of other things like how you're feeding your body, rest, recovery, physical therapy, attitude. You know, there are a lot of things that you can control, which you want to focus a hundred percent of your energy on. You can't control the way that it's healing. You can contribute to it. You can't control if it takes a little extra long or it ends up needing surgery or, you know, whatever the future is. We can't control the past or the future. So we have to get into the moment and go, well, what can I do right now that I have control over that can give me a sense of control over this unfortunate situation? Okay. And moving forward, also, I encourage athletes to set clear and realistic recovery-based goals. So you might've had a goal of winning the state meet, qualifying to regionals, winning nationals, whatever your goal was, you now are going to have to re just reset those goals. And it might be, okay, my goal is to get to this place of healing. And in order to do that, what's within my control is I'm going to do this with my nutrients. I'm going to do this with my conditioning. I'm going to do this with my attitude. I'm going to practice imagery. Which is actually the next thing, which I strongly recommend. And for those of you who perform happy members, there is healing imagery. There's a recording of a healing imagery within our bonuses section in the imagery. Um, There's a lot of different imagery recorded visualizations that you can listen to, but this one on healing is specifically for the purpose of relaxing the body, which allows circulation to improve, increases the attitude, increases motivation, and the belief that your body is healing, which actually has been proven to heal more quickly, okay? Work on optimism. So parents, optimism, 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 because that's something that the athletes really need. They go, I'm gonna get to the other side of this. I will get back in action. This is a bummer. I am feeling sad. I know everything I need to know about it. I know what's within my control. I will get through this. Just that little bit of optimism. It's like the sprinkles on top. Um, and honor your feelings. So there's gonna be a roller coaster of emotions around this too, where they're like, I'm okay, I'm just gonna cheer my teammates on and now I'm crying at the meet because I'm so devastated that I've now come to this travel meet with my team and I can't participate. Honor those feelings, feel them, continue to feel the waves of emotion as they come because it means you're processing them and they're not gonna have to stay packed down holding you back because you're so terrified of getting injured again that you're tense all the time. Feel the feelings and it allows the anxiety to just come and go. And when it goes, it's actually gone. It's not getting stored in your body. And then another tip for for moving forward is to accept help. Don't be a hero. Allow people to like carry your crutches for you. Allow people to help you when something is hard that wasn't hard before. You're going to need that support and people want to help you. Okay, now I'm going to talk to the parents What can you do, parents? Provide your athlete with all of that information. Give them as much info as possible. Don't try to, you know, downplay it. Let them have the info so that they know what they can control. Then you focus on the controllables. You can't control how your athlete is reacting, their big emotions, how they're recovering. You can't control the past or the future. You can't control their college scholarship. None of that. So what can you, you know, your attitude, the way that you talk to your athlete, the way that you help them. And then you can also help to redirect your athlete to their controllables. You know, is this something that we can control? Okay, let's let it go. Something I love to do is actually write out everything you don't have control over, crumble it up and let it go because there's nothing you can do about it. So then you're you're left with, okay, well, what can we control? I've interviewed a few people on the Perform Happy podcast about injury. So go back through, listen to some of those. One, I interviewed a woman named Heidi, who's um, the Injured Athletes Toolbox is her company. And it's such a great, it's a great interview that's all about helping your athlete to find other hobbies, other loves, creative outlets while they're down and out and they they can't train as much as they would like to. Help them find something that's gonna support them in the way that their sport was supporting them. You know, if you think about like if if your life is a plate and you have one stick underneath it holding it up, which is your sport, okay? So your sport is like the foundation of your life and then that sport gets like knocked out from under it, your plate shatters. But if your plate is being held up by sport and family and church and art and animals and friends and volunteering, I mean, I know there's only so many hours in a day, but then if one of those sticks gets knocked out, the plate is still solid. So that's what you want to think about is how many other things can we put there that can allow the athlete to feel like they're okay, like they're, they have a life still, okay? So encourage creativity, encourage other outlets, be optimistic. You know, we're asking the athletes to be optimistic. You got to stay positive too. Even if they're being a grump and they're being sad and they're being angry and they're lashing out, allow them to feel that way and just go, we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. And then offer that help you know that help that i'm that i'm telling them to to receive offer the help you know what can we do to support you and then stay positive that like just practicing gratitude whenever you're stuck in self-pity self-pity is a place that i tend to go i think a lot of humans have a tendency to go to self-pity land sometimes the best way to get out of it is to practice gratitude so you can pull out your five fingers and go okay these are five things i'm grateful for i have a pillow i love my dog the sky is blue. I have a roof over my head. I love the color of shirt I'm currently wearing. Like those, It doesn't have to be anything other than like, ah, five things that are good in this moment or in my current life that can snap you out of self-pity so quick. Listening to music. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we have had a freak out in the kitchen with my little kids and we put on some music and everything is okay. It doesn't always work. Somebody like, turn that off. But like, just to get yourself into positivity mode, watch some funny movies, spend some extra time with friends, do whatever you can that will bring you joy. And then deadlines. Deadlines is something that can really, really get in the way of enjoyment and trusting the process. So an injury is going to take what it takes. You know, we can't control the healing. So if you can just remove those season deadlines, like we're just not going to worry about nationals. We're not going to worry about state right now. All we're going to do today is try to find a little joy, allow them to feel their feelings, maybe do something creative, and allow the injury to run its course. Um, one of the fav- one of my favorite games that we talk about in Perform Happy is unfortunately, fortunately. And so you come up with something unfortunate. Like, unfortunately, I sprained my ankle at the last meet fortunately, it will be healed in four weeks and I'll be able to go back and hit the next meet, whatever, I just made that up. But if you can play that game with your kids where you're like, unfortunately, that judge on beam was really rude. Fortunately, they judged everybody harshly. So I still got third place with an 8.2. Whatever you can come up with, it's kind of a fun game to be like, unfortunately, it's raining. Fortunately, we're in a drought and rain is amazing. You know, that's that's the kind of thing you want to be, you know, just really like stoking with your kids. It's like, how can we find the silver lining? How can we find what's fortunate? How can we be optimistic? And then, you know, the question I always ask when it comes to blows to confidence. Well, if you can't do the thing you want to do, what can you do? Can you condition? Can you cheer on your team? Can you go in and serve an assistant coach, you know, volunteer position that's just the morale booster of the team? Can you go to that meet and just have fun in the location that you're at, cheer on your teammates and focus on like, woo! I didn't even have to get nervous today. This is so great. I'm eating my nachos and hanging out watching my girls. So think about what can you do? All right. Hopefully that helps. For you, Perform Happy members, obviously you can ask us questions anytime in our private Facebook group. And um, I will see you again soon. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Perform Happy Podcast. If you're ready to unlock your maximum sport potential, head over to performhappy.com and join us. You'll be training alongside world champion athletes and Olympic hopefuls. And I will personally take you through my research-based system, for overcoming fear and mental blocks, building confidence, and finding your flow. I'm Coach Rebecca Smith, and I'll see you next time.